0: Welcome to The Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout outs, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck.
1: So welcome everybody to this week's edition of Fracture Line. Dr. Crisco and Dr. Hansen are tied up. I imagine they're taking care of patients or skiing. Allegedly working. But yeah, allegedly. I'm joined today with Dr. Zach Bauman, Dr. Adam Kay, Ann Whitbeck, and our guest, probably the newest member of CWIST, would you say, Sarah?
2: As a matter of fact, yes.
1: Dr. Hunter Ross. Hunter, tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
3: Yeah, I actually grew up in Southern California. I went to undergrad, actually in University of Utah in Salt Lake City. Uh, Worked for the orthopedic department out there uh, for, yep, yeah, I know you guys have some ties out there. I love it. And um, I first got into orthopedics uh, kind of through that, working with them through research for several years, doing my undergrad, and then went to uh, medical school in a small school in, uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then residency in Grand Rapids, where I was first introduced to rib fixation uh, through one of my attendings, actually during my fifth year. So at the very end, he came back from his fellowship where he was doing it and got my first uh, taste of it and just saw the huge improvement in patients' lives. And then I'm um, currently doing my fellowship, I have three months to go, and I'm in uh, Detroit, Michigan, doing orthopedic trauma, uh, really busy, busy trauma center, so I cover two level ones and a level two, it's great, and, and I recently uh, got introduced to the Chest Wall Injury Society through the webinar that you guys had with the OTA, I'm a huge OTA uh, fan of all the webinars, and I saw that with Ben Taylor, and Peter Cole, and uh, several of you, of course, Dr. White, and like this is awesome. I, I wanted to incorporate this into my practice and um, I just wanted all the resources possible. So reached out to one of my trauma surgeons here uh, in Detroit and was like, hey, can you sponsor me while I get started? And the practice I'm joining when I finish in three months uh, is already doing rib plating. Ringler, a, a guy named James Ringler out in Muskegon, Michigan, on the shoreline. And so I'll join him and he'll, he'll be my mentor through that process. But I, I just think it's great that you, I can have multiple mentors through this society and reach out to you guys for advice. And so that's kind of what I was, that's my purpose.
1: Okay, round of applause for Dr. Hunter. <laughs> yeah, that was outstanding. Cool. We couldn't have written a better script for you. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. But I want to know why of all the bones in the body, you clearly like doing ribs the best. So tell us why that
3: is. <laughs> it's, that's tough. One of the first patients I took care of, like you couldn't even look at this patient without them essentially moaning in pain for fear that you were going to touch them or move the bed. And right after surgery, it was just a remarkable change. And so it's, you know, it was always very uh, daunting or scary initially. And then the more I've done it, obviously the easier it gets, but it's like the lungs right there. And I remember you even saying in your talk, like the lungs so resilient, we work next to arteries and nerves all the time. And uh, I fixed a femur today and a foot and another pelvis yesterday, and it's like we do hard things too, and, and so we shouldn't be quite as scary. But anyway, that's so it's kind of uh, neat. You know, yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to use this opportunity to, as a segue into a brief pitch for one of our sessions at the summit. We're having a panel that we kind of put together in the last couple of weeks because we had a, a vacancy, and we're going to discuss this phenomenon where we offer patients operations that may not necessarily be supported strongly by the literature because the literature you know is either incomplete or it's irrelevant or whatever and so that you you just described that scenario exactly you've got somebody who's infirmed in bed they're immobilized because of discomfort but they may not have the radiographic or physiologic criteria to match one of the studies that proves benefit but you're going to offer it anyway and, and they have a great result so how do we deal with these incongruities so i'm really looking forward to that that session Any comments about that, Sarah?
2: Well, I'm excited to hear about your experience and and of course that that you have similar experiences, but I think a lot of our members struggle with that in terms of, you know, trying to make that decision of the outcomes reported in research doesn't match the patient reported outcomes. You know, how, how do we intellectually do the mental gymnastics to be okay with that, you know, as scientists? You know, and I know Dr. Bauman and I have discussed this, that there are some studies that have come out that have almost felt be more specific. I think non flail in some ways, we all were excited about the results, but also felt a little bit like, well, does it prove as many positive outcomes as we all think we see? You know, and I'm using the we proverbially, obviously, I'm not a surgeon, but the terms of the things that patients are reporting... And so I think that is kind of a difficult thing to come to terms with and then to sell to patients, you know, when you're trying to do informed consent. And so I think those can be difficult conversations and, and difficult um, intellectually to roll with. Dr. Bauman, what, what are your thoughts?
4: No, I completely agree. I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation, uh, you know, having some of these conversations, especially when you get someone that has some knowledge of healthcare, they have like a healthcare, you know, background and you're, you're trying to have a conversation with them and you know they they bring some of these studies up and it can be a, it can be a challenge i think you know some of it's obviously patient dependent and I think when I look at the chest wall and the rib cage, it's tough because you got one left femur, you have 12 left ribs, um, you know, and so <laughs> it, it just, there's 12 more things in there that can impact that patient's, you know, disability and, and their repair and whatnot. And, you know, I, there's just so many questions yet to answer. I, I think it's actually honestly exciting and, and fun. It's fun to have those conversations with patients at times too, to give them your perspective as well as, you know, your anecdotal experience and then get their feedback too. So,
1: Well, it's, it's my suspicion that most trauma orthopedists don't spend a lot of time debating the merits of fixing a fracture that doesn't necessarily have three randomized control trials to prove efficacy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Hunter, but if you got an ulnar fracture and it's in combination with a humerus on that side, are you, are you going to the library to find out if you have support for fixing those? No, you can fix them, right? Yeah, very much.
0: But with that said, my trauma orthopedist actually does... Oh, he sometimes. does. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, okay. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't bother you when you fix it. I mean, I actually have a problem that you don't fix the clavicles. But in, in the end, I, I feel like, let me do my thing, you do your thing, and we'll, we'll all be happy. So.
2: The true spirit of collaboration, yes, that's, that's yeah. how they define it. Exactly. So, well, Dr. Ross, I have to ask, as a you know Southern California grown um, human, you know there's so many options between the padres and the angels but now you're living in an environment with the tigers who stink i just this is a very difficult this is a difficult time you know <laughs> i where do you fall i mean you've got the angels who've not ne- who haven't won the pennant basically since the beginning of time but obviously they have mike trout world's best baseball player other than aaron judge obviously I, this is this has got to be complex emotionally for you
3: yeah, I thankfully stay out of pretty much all of that. I'm probably the worst orthopedic <laughs> resident there ever was because uh, I, like, the, I don't like, never played any sports. I grew up surfing and skateboarding, snowboarding, and uh, even in Utah, snowboarding. So I'm like, and everyone in orthopedics is so yes. about sports. And I'm just like, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Just,
3: yeah, just play some music. And even then, I don't want music to yeah. play half the time anyway. Okay. Though, Surfing's so. a sport. Surfing's
2: uh, a
0: sport. Just a miracle, a miracle okay. match. Sarah Ann knows more about sports than all all four of us combined. So that's actually that's true. Okay. yep, that's actually true.
1: <laughs> Honey, you mentioned the practice you're joining is currently doing rib fixation. This is a group, an orthopedic group you're joining, correct?
3: Yeah, it's a private practice in the shoreline of West Michigan, so just west of Grand Rapids, uh, right do you on Lake know Michigan.
1: The dynamics between them and the and the and the trauma surgeons. Do they share cases? Do they compete for cases? How, what's the dynamic?
3: No, they don't. They don't compete at all. The, the general surgeons don't fix ribs. Um, my wife, or soon to be wife, is actually a general general surgery resident finishing in a few months, joining the practice that covers the trauma. Okay. And so, uh, she has no interest in doing ribs, and, and neither do any of them, which is a little bit maybe unfortunate. So they leave it to the two trauma surgeons, uh, two orthopods that are there to fix them all. And one of them started fixing them, and the other guy was a little bit older, James Ringler. He's like. Man, like, should I be doing this? Uh, and then so he sure enough started doing it and loves it. And so he's, uh, when I decided to join their group, he was like, hey, what's your interest in this? I'm like, super high. I, I may need some mentoring as I start. Um, You yeah. get more of these. It's, it's been a little while since I have, but, um, and so I'm, I'm excited to do them. My but, yeah. guess is
1: you'll be doing some mentoring yourself. I don't think it'll be, I think it sounds like it's going to be a two way street. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Even when I look back, after I've been watching some of your webinars and the YouTube videos, I mean, some of the approaches, we were pretty strict to maybe two approaches. And, you know, if it was too close to the spine, we you know, wouldn't make that turn to get close to the TP. If we were too anterior, we'd never do inframammary. So I'm like, you know, Dr. Cole and Dr. Taylor at the webinar and you talk about that. And even, I mean, just, I was just astounded at how it's being brought to a different level than I even knew about. So it's very cool.
4: That's exciting. I'm excited for you. I can see the excitement in your face. I know that the viewers can't <laughs> see your face. You excited and I love him.
1: So. Good. Are you coming to the summit in North Carolina? I'm not.
3: I honestly just learned about It's just so fresh. I didn't have any time. And sure. my fellowship schedule is just you want, to to your, and,
4: you want me to call your fellowship yeah. director and, yeah, I think
1: and you tell you him could that, be that. Good. Uh, you need to come? I can do it. Yeah, i yeah, do you could that.
3: We'll he's kind
2: perfect, of still yeah. a legend that's in detroit crop. so you know
1: he's got games
2: <laughs> well good news he's we do it every eating. year so don't you worry we'll uh we'll hit perfect. you up I'll for 2024 so that will be very good
1: perfect yes or yeah if you want you and your soon-to-be wife want to get away for a long weekend in yes. amsterdam in september you could come to seawish international we're having our first seawish out of the united states uh in september yes. so there's that opportunity
3: too. that's yeah. awesome I'll let her know. I'm, I'm sure she would jump on that in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, we're we are super excited about about that one for sure. Um, but excited that you're using the approach videos. Thank you for the drop in.
0: You know, Hunter, you, uh, you heard about us from the webinar, but I don't know if you really know all the really great resources that you can have with Seawis. One of the best parts is although you're going to be up by the by the shoreline and enjoying the beach every day on Lake Michigan, you can have hundreds of colleagues and partners, more or less, because of Seawis. We have a great adjunct called Slack. Where any case you have, if it's above anything that your partners have done or if you've never seen it before, you post it to that, that channel and you'll have answers from across the pond to, you know, people in Texas, in Utah, in Kansas, in on the East Coast, we'll give you all the answers of what you we think you should do and how you should approach it. We'll all have our own opinion, we'll all argue with each other, but you'll you'll get at least all the different options that you have um, available to you and you'll have everything you need.
1: Yeah, nobody's shy about telling you what to do.
0: It should be really good. Hopefully, you'll be able, <laughs> you'll be able to use it and, and take it to your, to your to your practice.
3: As long as you don't mind some very elementary
0: questions from
3: me. Oh, no, we
1: love them. We don't get enough All of right. those. Actually, we yeah. prefer some easy questions now and then because most of the time it's these disaster cases.
0: <laughs> no, that's what we expect. We want to. I think every member should have to host at least one of their first cases to Slack so that everyone can talk about it. Yeah, I would love that feedback. Yeah, that's.
3: I mean, even like like we would use double lumen chest tubes and our anesthesiologist would hate it in residency. And then another wouldn't use them. And I'm like, I don't. So little, little things like that. I'm sure I'll have lots of questions for you guys. So oh
1: yeah, no problem. So Hunter, how about scapula fractures? How do you feel about fixing those?
3: Yeah. So we're pretty conservative right now in our, in my fellowship, we're pretty conservative with them in my residency and my, and my future partners in, in Michigan are a little bit more aggressive, not aggressive not the right word, but just appropriate. I think they're I think they look at it as an extension of the chest wall in terms of pain, dysfunction. We try to be pretty, at least in residency, we were always very critical about our indications as far as our glenohumeral angle and how much deformity, medialization or lateralization of the glenoid that you had. So those are, so, but still didn't have a ton of them, but fellowship a little bit more, but still we're, we're pretty conservative here. We even, you know, proximal humerus and clavicle. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're aggressive in other areas, but that not so much So.
1: Yeah, you might get a little different perspective in your fellowship, but I think that's great. I think there's a lot more scapulas out there to repair than any of us would care to admit. I don't know, Zach, your opinion, but, you know, there's just described as a rare diagnosis, but in fact, it's it's really not. I think you're right
4: on. Especially, like, when the scapula is broken and I'm fixing ribs that are right underneath it and I'm lifting the scapula to get there. I'm like, man, I got to be making this worse, and then we don't fix the scapula. I'm kind of like, I don't know. Did I – was that bad of me? I don't know. So, Hunter – have you been to my favorite place in america brawners it's twenty-four-seven.
3: i have not i'll check it out i honestly don't get out much right now is it a deli
2: is there any nakedness because i don't feel like you should be sending one member to another <laughs> nakedness i'm just asking because i know the kind of craziness it's a strip you do. is
1: that what you're saying no no no
4: it's the largest warehouse christmas warehouse in Whoa. the country this thing is humongous like Christmas, Christmas, warehouse, like three hundred and sixty-three days a year. I think they only close down for Christmas and like one other holiday. I can't remember what, but uh, they close on Christmas. Um, it's like Christmas, like nonstop. So anytime you want to go, oh, I've, I've
3: seen the billboards. Yeah, yeah, I have to go.
2: That sounds fantastic. Like, is it Costco size?
3: No, it's bigger than Costco.
2: I can't comprehend bigger than Costco. Dr. Ross, when are you getting married?
3: Uh, May sixth in about three weeks.
2: Oh my gosh! Wow, you're there.
3: oh she's actually at her bachelorette party right now and yeah it's a donut you're down
2: to like the final like to-do list that's fantastic are you feeling all prepped and ready you've got everything checked off the list how many
3: guests oh yeah no she's she's kept me uh kept me in line so that's
2: that's
3: good good. yeah well we're doing two weddings because she's indian so we're doing an indian ceremony on saturday morning and then an american ceremony in the night so about 200 guests at each and then another party for friday night which is another like indian event it's just a lot of dancing and
0: drinking i thought they'd take seven days for the indian weddings
3: well yeah, they, yeah she, there's technically like a four we're doing like four days we're kind of shortening shortened a little bit so we're kind of con- we're condensing some things it'll be my first vacation to fellowship <laughs> cool it has to be all we tried to get an elephant but we couldn't get one up here from indiana
0: so
2: this is getting better and better oh my gosh
0: hudger if you're truly a sea faithful now you have to get a flag Ann, you probably have to send him a flag You gotta have a picture of it with you and your wife at the wedding. We have these little Seawest flags that we put, we bring around. So, yep. Okay. All right. I'll
2: get you a flag.
0: Okay. All right. If you get me one, I'll do it.
2: But where do you fly your flag? I like it. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. Okay, I'll give you a couple quick announcements. We have, as it turns out, we have a summit coming up, and for those who don't read the emails there is an end of ceremonies party at the nascar hall of fame since that that seems to be overlooked in the emails but um there are a variety of other events that are going on during the summit that are not on the traditional agenda and so i think that's kind of where the disconnect happens to be so just to make sure everybody's on the same page wednesday night if you are a collaborative center you need to be at the collaborative center's event you've been receiving my emails but um, it turns out those don't always get read so collaborative center event for those who are invited from within the collaborative center community wednesday evening thursday evening is open for all participants everybody should be there we have what we're calling the royal court because we'll be in the queen city it will be similar to what we've done um, for learning on Larimer mining on main street etc our industry partners have decided on speakers and we'll be having some terrific presentations delicious food hanging out it's going to be a really good event so thursday night your social calendar is full friday afternoon as you have probably heard um, we discussed it in last week's pod
1: two weeks from today that is
2: in fact true two weeks from today we're going to be hanging out at the whitewater center so our content goes in the morning until noon and then in the afternoon we are headed over to the U.S. National Whitewater Center, which is awesome. And yes, bring a swimsuit or trail shoes, whatever you wanna do. There's opportunities to whitewater raft, kayak, ropes courses, you can just go hiking, walking, trail running, mountain biking, all sorts of things. It's something like 60 acres and has I think like 35 or 37 different activities all available. So, or we've rented some big tented pavilions and we'll have candy and lunch and beer. You can tell that I noted the candy was first because that was the item that I selected first.
0: Can we have a bet now? How many SEWIS members are going to get injured during this event?
2: Well, if anyone breaks a rib, you know Atrium fixes a lot of people. So yeah, there's no chance that you will go more than 24 hours without a fixation if you break something. So I feel pretty good about that. It's going to be awesome. So Pavilion rented from 12 to 5 and the bustles will just run throughout. So you can come and go as you please and it will be really terrific. And then Friday evening, you are on your own to yourself. In a fabulous culinary city. So find somewhere lovely to dine and someone, you know, or a group of someone's to dine with. It's gonna be awesome. Saturday, as we mentioned, we have awesome content all day. And then Saturday evening, we'll be headed to the Hall of Fame. Sunday morning, I will be taking myself on a nice long run and not answering my phone. Don't call. And we'll talk to each other again in a couple of days. And that's pretty much what's going to happen for the next
1: couple weeks. Adam and Zach, I hope you're working on your costumes.
2: There you go. Costumes are 100% optional for people who don't know.
1: Just think uh, Talladega Nights. Yes. Think of Smokey and the Bandit.
2: Yes. If you want to dress up for the NASCAR Hall of Fame, there are plenty of people who have sent me photos of what they're planning to do. And I think there will be some rather humorous opportunities, or if you want to just come in your jeans. What's the NASCAR movie with Tom Cruise and oh, yeah. Nicole Kidman? Oh Days of Thunder. Oh, Days of
4: Thunder. Excellent. Yes, yes, wow. great movie. I'm gonna go watch that movie tonight. Get myself jazzed up.
2: <laughs> and get me some chicken. It's not a Christmas
4: movie, Zach. <laughs> I'll, I'll get, Zach get a, a bucket no of chicken
2: and watch some movie. Days of Thunder. <laughs> that is what's going on for the next few weeks and pretty excited about it. If you are not joining us at the summit, please do join at least for the business meeting. Another announcement will go out for that because that's open to all members. That will be the only piece of the summit that's broadcast, but it is open to all members. We would like everyone to join. Of course, Dr. Bauman as our president will be speaking, Dr. White as our chairman of the board, and we actually have special guest, Dr. Raul Coimbra, our uh, editor-in-chief of the Journal of Trauma and Acute Care Surgery, will be speaking. So that is a big deal and we are very honored to have him present and be participating in the summit and certainly part of our business meeting talking about our new partnership with JTAX. So we hope as many members as possible will participate either in person or via Zoom. So gentlemen, can you think of any questions you have about the next couple weeks that I have not answered or that is probably locked in your email that you didn't read? That's really more of a question for Dr. Crisco though.
1: No, just a hats off to you, Sarah Ann. You've done the work of oh, thank you five Sarah Ann's to get us ready to this point. But, oh, my but pleasure. It, but I think our members deserve a shout-out. Yes. We have about 100 people that are contributing content to the meeting, and all but a handful have turned everything in. We just have a few stragglers, which we always have, but some years we've had lots of stragglers, but not yeah. this year. We're as prepared for this meeting as we have been for any meeting past, I think. Uh, it's not to say there isn't a lot left to do, but we are it's going to happen. Yes. It's, and you it's you guys are going to love it.
2: Yep. I think that is true. I think we are definitely getting to the prepared point. But on that note.
1: And there's going to be a raffle.
2: With prizes. So get excited. And one
1: really cool prize, for sure.
2: That's for sure.
1: You want to mention what sure. that is, sir?
2: Why don't you talk about it? Is it a new NASCAR?
1: No, it's a handcrafted fly fishing rod. Five weight, nine foot, graphene, which is... Sort of the modern material quality rods are made of nowadays, and it will be available to win. Wow. You'll have to purchase some raffle tickets, but there's a good chance of winning if you buy more than one. It's so. even,
2: it even has a calligraphy sea on it. I mean, it is custom just for this raffle, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's gonna be epic. Okay, who's gonna go first on a final stitch?
0: I'll go. Um, so my final stitch, and truthfully, I'm just excited about Summit. That's my final stitch. I'm like. I've had so, many, so much craziness going on. We've finished you know, the holidays. I got a little break from the holidays. And and my Aprils were always about Passover and CWIS. And it's always me trying to figure out how to schedule my whole month around those two events. And I just can't wait to go. I can't wait to see everybody. Um, I can't wait to get my rib juices flowing again to figure out some new things and new ideas. Every time I come to a Seawis Summit, I have a new idea. I have a new practice plan that I make because of this summit. So I can't wait to see what someone's going to you know, it teach me that'll make me change my management. So I'm can't, I can't wait.
2: Most excellent, I like it.
4: Well, I can go all this talk about Detroit. You know, it just takes me back to a time, reminds me of Motown, which I was able to visit a few times when I was there. Which takes me to one of my guilty pleasures of an artist that was signed by Motown back when I was in middle school and high school. A little, here we go. Boy's yes, I don't know if you guys remember. Yes. Although we've come to the end of the road, God, that's such a great song. Still, I can't let go. It's unnatural. Ch- I belong to you. Ch- you belong to me. Oh. Oh man. That was good. So that's my that final good. stage. Boys to men. You
2: know what? You hit the base notes better than I anticipated cuz you started low and I was thinking he's not going to he's not going to get there but you did. <laughs> I'm impressed. Oh man. He's super impressed. Meaning is not my favorite. No. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was fantastic. I like it. I like it. You guys have anything else?
1: No, I gave mine. Mine was a shout out to members who have contributed and are contributing to the meeting and it wouldn't be what it is without them. And I'm really just proud of everybody and anxious to see the final result. So that's my, that's my shout out.
2: I will say I am mine is about the summit because that tends to be what's on my brain. But also mine is about the summit but sort of forward-looking because of course we will be announcing the location for our 2024 summit this year at the business meeting as we always do and so my brain is wrapping everything up because we will have an announcement video we have the website rolling out we have handouts at the summit and so my brain is already moving on to 2024 in some ways because everything is you know i have to have everything ready for the announcement and so in some ways i'm having this weird pull of like staying in the moment but planning in the future and trying to really kind of lean in lean into both years at the same time so super excited for 2023 but can hardly wait to start all the hoopla of 2024 so it's a kind of a mixed time of both and i think um you know, with all the new volunteers we have that are excited to start their roles you know we have volunteers that are rolling onto committees and volunteers that are rolling off of committees as of the business meeting and so people are starting to email questions about well does my committee do this and will i do that and you know so i can feel the energy and enthusiasm of new volunteers and that's really exciting and and yet at the same time, you know, kind of saying thank you and prepping all of the appreciation notices for the people that will be rolling off. And, and I think it's such a time of closing out as well as launching again. And, and so there's just it's a it's a big emotion time in my world. So thank you to thank you to all for all you do.
1: All right, Hunter, final stitch
3: all right well mine I just wanted to say thank you to all of you but a special shout out I guess to Jason Curley is one of your members is he's a trauma surgeon out of DMC Sinai Grace and he's the one who sponsored me to be part of this uh, organization and I reached out to him and just said I, I don't know if you're in this group or not but I, I kind of have a feeling you are and uh, he was like absolutely I would love to sponsor you I've got to work with him on circle trauma so he's great And I just want to say a special thanks to all of you and to him
2: that's so cool
1: thanks and congrats on the wedding delightful to have you here today with us
3: thanks yeah. Hunter.
2: very cool
1: Thank you very
3: much. Well,
2: we'll look forward to seeing both of you at the summit for next year.
1: Yeah, good luck with the wedding. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.